If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey, Justin. Hey, Sal. What's up, man? Guess what? 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 In this episode of Mind Pump. Oh, 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 oh I see you did that. I got gotcha. you. You got me. For the first 58 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. We start out by talking about the realities of aging. Uh, oh, it's real, everybody. We're all getting older. Yeah. Something's happening here. Then I talk about a SIBO, SIBO study. SIBO stands for Small Intestinal Bacterial Overgrowth, and we talk about natural antimicrobials. It's like Tybo in the sea. There was a study that showed that herbal formulas actually work better or as good as antibiotics to treat this. And we did mention some natural antimicrobials. For example, turmeric contains a component called curcumin that does kill microbes. Uh, this may be why turmeric is good for the gut. We are sponsored by Organifi. They have some excellent turmeric. If you go to Organifi.com forward slash mind pump and use the code mind pump, You'll get 20% off. By the way, they also have organic proteins and organic green juices and red, red juices green and, and gold. Good stuff. Uh, then we talk about hacked sex toys. What? Say what? <laughs> they got some advanced Bluetooth sex toys. Apparently, those can get hacked and somebody else can be pleasuring. Who's really turning you on? That's right, Adam. Yeah. Uh, then we talked about Garmin and Disney. I guess they partnered up to... Uh, Provide step I counters. That was a natural for kids. Uh, transition. You like that? Yeah. It was right from the hack sex toys to <laughs> children's right, right to step counters. Yeah, it makes <sighs> sense. You sick bastard. You're the then, best of that. Yeah. Then we talked about the study done on elderly individuals that showed that cardio and dieting caused them to lose a shit ton of weight, uh, but a lot of it was muscle. In fact, a big chunk of it was muscle. So now doctors are saying, lift weights. That's the best way to do it. Finally, guys. Lift weights, America. You're finally on board uh, with the weights. Then we talked about the new wellness company that's been started by Arnold Schwarzenegger, LeBron James, Lindsey Vaughn, and Cindy Crawford. Uh, we speculate as to whether or not this company is going to be providing good information or if it's just going to be another one of those, you know, flash in the pan, the chopper. baloney type companies. <laughs> yeah. We talked about gambling and drug legalization. Of oh, course, yeah. We're pro legalization <laughs> of everything. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's bring it on. Uh, Health IQ made it in the news again, um, all over the place. They are offering life insurance for fit and healthy people, but they've added a new category fit and healthy people with diabetes. Making waves. So they're a pretty awesome company. If you go to healthiq.com forward slash mind pump, you can scroll to the bottom of the page, take their free quiz, and get a free quote for life insurance. Uh, and then we talked about people with allergies and their cancer risk. So that intro was about 58 minutes. And then we get into the fitness questions. The first question was, how do we naturally improve libido in young men? So if you're a young guy um, and your libido is suffering, we give you some advice. Um, and if you want more help, you can go on Adam's Instagram. Yeah. It might stimulate your libido in some yeah. of you guys out there. He's going to help them young guys. Huh? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Next question was, are there any benefits to using the Smith machine? This machine can provide some benefits. Justin hates it. Uh, uses a coat hanger. Find out why in this episode. The next question is, you know, of course, we're experts in fitness. We know a lot about exercise. But we're also experts in everything else. You know this. And that's why we answered this question on debt. What are our opinions on debt? And did we take out any loans for our business? Financial brilliance. Hear our pretend expert advice in that segment of this episode. <laughs> and the last question. 
did we ever get burnt out in our careers with clients? Like, did we ever get to the point where we're like, ah, I don't want a personal training anymore. This is just too much. Or did we always love it all the time? I love it. I love it. I love it. Find out at the end of the episode. Also, it's like the final hours. If you're listening to this episode right when it drops, congratulations. You have a few hours left. The 50% off Maps Anywhere promotion ends at midnight. Now, Maps Anywhere is our fitness program that's designed without equipment so you can work out anywhere, at home, at work. All you need are resistance bands and your body. It's super effective. It's good for advanced, intermediate, and beginners. There's something in there called AMP Sessions that lets you jack up the intensity and really build good muscle and burn. Oh, yeah, getting amped. Good body fat. Uh, so, again, 50% off. The program's brand new, revamped. Just go to mapswhite.com and use the code white 50 W-H-I-T-E and the number 50, no space, at checkout for the discount. And if you're interested in any of our other MAPS programs, let's say your goal is to sculpt your body like a physique competitor Mm -hmm. or a bikini competitor. sculptor. Or let's say you're an athlete or you like to train like an athlete. Or let's say you want to get strong like a strong man. Or you want to burn tons of body fat and do a high-intensity interval training type program. We have all those programs and more. We got you. You you can find out more if you go to mapsfitnessproducts.com. What if you got some weird shit, bro? I probably do. It's fucking part of it, right? Yeah, and you get your weird. You can't be handsome, weird, like you big know. dick. You know, great looking yeah. and smart. Something has to go down. This is a low shelf yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah. you just come. You with made it. the deal with God. Yeah, God goes. Yeah. Hey, weird, weird feelings on your fingers. Or the devil. I'm yeah. not sure which one it was. Yeah, yeah hair in your ass crack. Yeah, you know, the de- whoa. Yeah. Why'd you look at me? I, the devil's I'm like, hey man, you're gonna you'll be good until you hit close to forty. Then it's all gonna fall apart. I don't even care. That's a long time. Yeah, it's so long. I'm going down in flames. Well, when you're when you're 12, it sounds so. That sounds like such a long time, long way away, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, it's like three lifetimes. Forty. I know, right? That 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 sounded like such an old man. I Back think it day. is 40 is, is it? Uh, think about it right now let's just stop for a it's second it's like middle of the road bro 40 is like there's no doubt shit is going down you know what I'm saying well it's changed it's a massive shift yeah you can't tell me cause Justin how old are you turning in February 39 39 okay. yeah you can't tell me that you haven't noticed over the last um, it's probably last four years of course just slow decline in your- just certain <laughs> things right like I, I was telling Courtney about this like I did. I was deadlifting, and then um, like I had a, a bit of a strain and and strained my muscles, isn't <laughs> my form flex or whatever it was, part of my bicep, and uh, it's been six months, and it's just like this dull, achy pain. I've it is been still living there. with. It hasn't left. God damn it! And I do all my prime sessions, and I'm all diligent about you know mobility, but. It's just one of those things you're like, oh, interesting. Yeah, bro. This I, hasn't gone away. The other day the other day I did like an extra long workout with more volume. Yeah. And I was so proud. I was like, fuck, that felt good. I got a good pump. Ah, and then I'm like, all my workouts used to be like this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh no, that's such a depressing thought. Bro, do you ever get that realization? Yes. Yeah. You have like one good workout. Yeah, like you like, oh, it, it, you're so happy that day because you championed. <laughs> Like that one workout, like yeah. yeah, you're right. Every workout was a champion. I'm like, workout. I remember when I used to do this all the time. Yeah, and now it's uh, now it's weak sausage. Yeah, you, you sort of just yeah, you accept it. Yeah, you so, have to. So I fe- and here's the worst part. You ready for this? Okay. Okay. Tell, so tell me, old man, you'll be turning forty. That means in ten years will be fifty. Oh yeah, yeah. That's even weirder. Ten. Sorry, Doug. Ten years. <laughs> He's like, it's not that weird, guys. Well, here, here's the problem: ten years goes by so fast now 
that when I say in 10 years it'll be 50, it gives you a, sh- a shiver. Mm-hmm. When you were 30, if I said, oh, bro, in 10 years it'll be 40, you'd be like, whatever. Yeah, that seems so distant. Yeah, No, 10 years is tomorrow. Yeah. It happened so it fast. It already happened. I don't know. We're there. And then, you know, Adam, he's younger, but he's aging so quickly right now. Well, his clothes don't tell you that story. No, no. That's right. That's right. He's on the edge of the cliff. and He still knows, like, I'm the current rapper. His, finger, his fingernails are just holding I'm on. pretending oh, as hard as I can over here. Pretending. <laughs> are you going to be I that used, dude? I used to say that when, like, someone come to me and I'd be working out, like, oh, you're training hard today. Not just pretending. Just pretending. <laughs> I'm, I'm just pretending. Bro, it's all in the grimace. Are you going to be that guy in the gym? There's always a guy like this in every 24 hour fitness at least the ones i ran where he's like 60 something but his hair is jet black because he dies the fuck out of it yeah. and he's like super white teeth. i hope i'm that guy I'm, like, i might turn into that yeah guy. i hope hair. i'm that guy i don't have any hair right i'm starting to lose it so if i, <laughs> if I got it in 10 15 years still let me you gotta hit him right in the sweet spot i, I did Sal. something right son you know? of a bitch yeah, yeah, i forgot about that oh, <clears throat> insensitive bastard no i remember that the thanksgiving video that went live up on the youtube uh-huh. uh, you know uh we had a conversation with uh me enzo eli and taylor about fashion and stuff i said man when you're a kid it's easy you just got to stay on on what's up and up with the the hip new, you know, yeah. artist or whatever, or follow them and then whatever they're doing you can do and you're fine. But because when you have all your peers there, right? Like in proximity. Right. And it's but when you're my age, it's you you got there's a fine line of staying hip and then looking like the old guy and trying not breaking to your hip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there <laughs> very, is, very fine line. There is a very you gotta be yeah. careful. Very fine line in that. So there's certain things that you can just adopt, and there's other things that you just you can't. So, but I think it, as you age, you have a little more wins, wisdom, so you can see trends, and you can go, okay, this is a cool trend that's gonna ride for a while. This is, and then other trends where you go like, oh, this is stupid. It's not gonna be cool very long, and I'm gonna look more stupid trying to yeah. do it right now. So, but just, you gotta know which is which. Yeah, yeah you do. And if you mess up. Yeah. Now you're the creepy guy. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. See, I'll never be the creepy so guy. Because you just ignore it. Just say I, I'm not going to fall for uh, that. So I just go classic, consistent, classic style. I, yeah, I gave up a long time Consist- ago. If you just stay consistently out of style, yeah. it's almost better. It, it is because yeah. no one's going to be like he's creepy, even though <laughs> I am. You make up a style and you stick with it to the death. That's it. Yeah. Justin's with me that's on that. I, that's what I do. He's got the mountain skater, mountain no. shoulder look, <laughs> mechanic kind of thing. Going <laughs> yeah, on. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. Dirty baseball hat. Dirty baseball. Dirty. <laughs> Dirty is the new clean. It's, it's, uh, um, actually, it's so true. Yeah. Funny you say that. I should have Doug pull this up. You guys will. You guys will shit yourself. So yeah, you see all these kids wearing like holy jeans and you know so doing shit. To do you remember? Pretend in, to be me. You remember in Zoolander? I have to have Doug pull this up. Doug, uh, pull up uh, Barney's. Uh, and so I'm, I'm shopping last night online. And you remember in Zoolander where they did the the Derek Zoolander does the uh, the the campaign they they try and trick him into doing the trash campaign yeah like oh, yeah shitty bummy the, the... <laughs> yeah yeah okay so this is Bar- this is bags. Barney's not Barney's like that with a Y Doug with a Y and it's a it's where you buy clothes it's a fancy like a like a Nordstrom's but even higher mm-hmm. end I just know one yeah, Barney like and I wanted to just do Barney's apparel or yeah because I know like I know Barney and, 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 and give me yep. imagery I'll, I, if I have to I'll send it over that's to the you. Barney I know so yeah. go to go to men's apparel yeah this is you're on the right wrong thing i want to show you guys this because you're talking about like these are like flannel tops like justin word but the the style is this 
you know, half flannel, half denim. Looks like so, like your mom sewed it together. It's oh got holes. God. It's all fucked oh, up. Oh, it might be my time. You're not. What's that? What's that number yeah, right there? That's with nothing. the denim. That's nothing. I'm gonna have to have to do this. He's got like stripes in the middle, here. and then like a like it's almost like a midriff. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll send ensemble. you. The, I'll send you the link because I, I need the. Yeah. You're you're ruining my my story here, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so send it to. Doug. You can't yeah. read your mind, Adam. No, no. Uh, well, it, what I wanted to show you guys was. I'm online and I'm shopping and I, of course, you know, I'm, uh, I like it. I go, oh, I like this. It's kind of cool, actually. I would, I would rock this. And then I look it up and it's uh, twenty four hundred dollars for a shirt. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if and if I know, and I, the first thing that came to mind, I thought, uh, if Justin so and silly. Sal saw what was for, see, Doug, it was right on the front page and you couldn't even catch it. Look at this shirt. Oh, um, what the hell? That's twelve hundred dollars. That? that ugly. Piece of shit. That is the worst. Is, if I bought a twelve hundred dollars shirt, the, what are those pants? Are it, those leather with like zipper things? It would be the only shirt I ever wore forever. Like that's yeah. the only way you could sell me. If you say, "Hey, listen, here's a twelve hundred dollars shirt. You'll so never what? have to buy another." Doug, shirt again. I want to know the Doug, guy that's Doug, rocking Google, this. Google Greg Lauren. So that's the designer. So Greg G R E G and then Lauren L A U R E N and then the images that pop right up. Okay, look at the, the go scroll up so the guys can see the price. The what? other direction, Doug. Like what? Right there. Oh, four thousand dollars. Yeah. What in the actual? Why? And click on that. Fuck? Click on that one. It's. I actually, this is the one I was looking at. Like, <laughs> no, you weren't. I swear. <laughs> you were gonna wear this <laughs> to the left. Don't do that. That's Come for on, women, dude. by the way. Come that's on. for women. You yeah. were looking at that one. No, Doug is fucking Doug. The very first one that's for men, right there. Click on it. So these guys oh, can that see one. The, that's still terrible. Still, yes, dude. that one. Click no. on it. You know what? Can it's I, like it's like it morphed. It's like one idea morphed into another and just like melted its way in. You bro. know what? I'll say this: sold out, bro. Sold out. Yeah, because yeah. they sold two. Yeah. I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. You know, as we continue to grow the business, we might as well just get them. I just want to buy that for you, just to see you wear it. Yeah. I want to see you wear a two. Oh, I would. Th- I would. It's a four thousand dollars. I would wear that. No, I like it. Would I don't you? Know wear, if I'd let you. Why? Why would no. you wear that? There's not. It's ugly. Yeah, I don't care if it's four thousand. I like this. Right? So if you keep going down, I, I actually really like this. That one right there. That's yeah. That's original. Bro, it looks like what? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Is what it looks like. Well, what, like, do, what doesn't make sense? It's like I, a bum like sewed it together. You know, like, he found it in a trash can. He's like, yeah, fuck. I, I knew you guys. I, can, I, can I know you guys work. would just freak out. That's why I had to yeah. pull this up for you. So I, this is what I'm online last night, and this is what I found. <laughs> wow. What, I was on one of my on or, the, one of my websites that I I pull up stuff and I, I shop at uh, kith.com all the time, and it's a Hey, you better stop mentioning these sponsors we don't have Kith. connections with or whatever these non-sponsors <laughs> yeah no uh and i found the that jacket i'm like oh i really like this and then i was like fuck dude that's so expensive let me go directly to the designer and see if i can no. find some better deals on it and then it just got more expensive and i was like oh my god that actually looks like the lining of the jacket and it, the jacket got eaten by a bunch of bugs <laughs> And, and so the lining exposed the lining. But the, the two things that came to mind right away was one, I have to show this to the boys because they will just freak out that there's something <laughs> that even costs this much because I figured you guys wouldn't even oh, believe it. This is my impression that's, of that's hilarious. This is Adam searching for something like that. So he's searching through and he's like, yeah. Oh, I think I like that. He clicks on it. Oh, four thousand dollars. Of course I of course I like it. I'm I'm just I like style. I like, I like <laughs> it did go down. I have I like good that. taste. It, it did go down. Duh, if it was fourteen dollars, you'd be like, wait a minute, my something's yeah. wrong here. Why do I like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. But why, was, why can't I pick this up at Walmart? Yeah. No, you know, as you get older, you get more wisdom. But boy, do you trade a lot of shit for that, don't you? Like I did, we did the Thanksgiving workout. Let me tell you guys what I did. I was very proud of myself. 
Here's the circuit that we put together. You guys saw the sled out there. How much weight do you think's on there? I know. It was stacked like four plates high, yeah? Five. Yeah, so what is that? Three, 300 pounds, 400 pounds maybe? <clears throat> Something like that. Maybe 400 pounds, right? So we did. I did 400-pound deadlifts. I did five reps. Then I pushed the sled all the way over here. Then I picked up the 200-pound sandbag and mm-hmm. carried it to the other end. That's a fucking legit workout. I was very proud of myself. That's heavy. That's Dude, hard. Just that sandbag alone is impressive. That thing's a fucking monster. Bro, I was fucking feeling so proud of myself. And then I went to bed at 8 o'clock that night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then 8 o'clock rolls around. It just seriously wore you yeah, out. Yeah, I'm just like, like ah. The next enough. day, you're probably and I look at Couldn't my, even make Dateline, huh? No, I look at yeah, I missed 60 minutes. <laughs> oh, murder she wrote on? No, it's funny because I look at Jessica and I'm like, oh, man. I'm, and she's already sure she knows when I start to say this. Like, man, I'm tired. She's like, no, it's only eight o'clock. We're not going to bed. Right <laughs> yeah. now. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like I don't know, babe. That's the positive thing about dating like a younger girl. But my yeah. girl's like right with That's me. True. If I if I convince her to hunt and she gets up earlier than me, so I'm like, oh man, it's eight or nine. I feel like going to bed. She's like, really? You want to go to bed now? I'm yeah. down. She's like always <laughs> ready to go to bed early. Yeah, for no, sure. I have to convince Jessica yeah. to go to bed early. She she's, got, to she's got youth still. That's what it is. She's got yeah. youth on her side. Courtney works late, so she's always like, oh, you're going to bed, you old man, and like, you know. Just belittling me. Now, will uh, she will she stay up and watch TV while you go to bed? Um, sometimes if it's like if it's Thor, if it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it's like an Outlander or one of those, or yeah, it's like she's. Well, I'm always it. interested in relationships that do this. Like I, I'm, a, I would do this, but Katrina just can't, won't do this. No, you're you're, she, you're she, absolutely right because there, there's some people that are like like even if it was like for me, I I, I know some of my friends are like no. Come to bed. Like everybody has to go to bed at the that's, same time. That's Katrina. Yeah. She'll get mad at me. Yeah. yeah. If she like goes, if she wants to, if she's like, I'm ready for bed. Let's go to bed. That's Jessica. And I'm like, too. no. And I want to stay up and watch something, or I'm still on my phone. Like she'll give me like attitude. Yep. That's Jessica. <laughs> I'm just like, geez, why do I have to yeah. fucking retire just because you want to retire? Dude, yeah. I got, I got, yeah. I got, no, I got. We're both cool. I guess. I got in trouble because she went to bed early one night. She's like, oh, I'm so tired. I want to go to bed. It was like nine, nine fifteen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, honey. And she goes to bed, and I pull out my phone, and I'm laying, I'm in laying in bed next to her. She's like, how come when I want to go to bed early, you want to stay up? But every time you go to bed early, I go to bed. And I'm like, I mean, that's up to you. You don't have to go to bed early. <laughs> that's how I feel. You know? <laughs> so, no, but I get it. I get it. It's like eating together and doing things together. Like hang out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, but you know, I said, fuck, we do everything together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we live together. You know what I'm saying? Hey, does your girl, does your yeah, girl, true. do your girls try to talk to you through the door while you're pooping? Oh, uh, she comes in like and she puts her like hand over her face and like grabs things and I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> you <laughs> no know, way. like and oh she gets God. mad if I lock the door because uh, for some reason she always forgets something in there and I'm like, dude, it's like my private time. No, luckily that's one thing that I mean, you guys know. You guys know Katrina and I when we don't fart in front of each other, we don't shit in in front of each How other. How does she feel about the fact that you farted in front of me and Justin like a hundred like, times? Like really loud. She don't too. care. It's just yeah. for her. You know what I'm saying? It's just like she <laughs> she don't want to have to deal with it. And I'm with her on that. We're we're both on uh, in agreement. One day on it's thing. gonna slip out. You oh, say no, that. No, I'm fucking. No. Fuck, oh, when, what, it is. I, got, I got mine out of the way quick. <laughs> yeah. You see, sometimes you see yeah. me just sprinting out of the room yeah. real quick. Yeah. One day you're gonna go. She heard me through the walls. So. I let it be known <laughs> real early. One day you're gonna go pick up something heavy. And, oh shit! That's yeah. it. We're divorced. But we, we we I mean we have we have three bathrooms and we have one on the third bottom floor, right? And so that's your poop bathroom. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's the, the, that's the like the that's bathroom. like the neutral poop bathroom. So I know if she's down there, she's doing yeah. the same thing. It's like this mutual yeah. respect. Like, hey, listen, you go shit downstairs where none of us are at. <laughs> so, it's the outhouse. Yeah, right. You go to the bathroom. All you have to do is walk all the way. You walk down to the last the last last flight of stairs. I kind of like the idea yeah. of an outhouse, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
house. Yeah, but like the whole part about like having to go way outside to go there, you know, that was a little bit of a deterrent. Oh, no, my, I blast everybody in my house. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. blast Yeah, there's no- My kids are the worst. They f- blast me and laugh and, you know, they save them for me. See, I got to be careful now because I've now I've taught my kids now that it's cool to do that. So now my, my daughter, who's, you know, nine-year-old little girl- Yeah. If she feels one ha- coming on, she'll come up to me. Hey, Baba, can you hold me for a second? I'll be like, sure, honey. <laughs> I'll hold her and she'll just... I'll be like, oh, and she uh, laughs. And I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, a good time. You can't help it. Anyway. It's good stuff. Dude, I want to bring up some uh, some scientific studies for you guys. Ooh, dropping us some knowledge. So I read this study. So check this out. Did I tell you guys about the SIBO study? Do you guys know what SIBO is? <sighs> yes. Overgrowth of uh, bacteria. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty. That's yeah. correct, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and uh, it's something that probably afflicts a lot more people than than, than people realize. Yeah. And the, the symptoms of this are severe. It's not like Tybo. No, I was trying to think of. No, it's yeah. not a kickboxing class okay. that you take in, at the local gym. Good, um, but it's when you have bacteria in your small intestine. That is just taking over, and it can do everything from affect your digestion, cause bloating, diarrhea, gas. Like one of the common symptoms is, you know, every time I eat, I get bloated. I don't know what's wrong with me. Every time I eat, mm. my stomach feels super bloated. That's a common symptom of SIBO, for example. But it can get it can get really bad where the bacteria <clears throat> puts off so many toxins that people can have some serious issues like arthritic symptoms and other autoimmune type issues where. For example, my uncle who got diagnosed with, C- with SIBO, his uh, his gout and his arthritis got so bad that he could barely walk. Once he got diagnosed with SIBO and treated it, within a w- few weeks, symptoms were completely gone. So that's wow. how bad this Makes can be. Makes a massive difference. Yeah, make, and it's, it's becoming uh, apparently more and more common, not because people have it more, but I think we're able to diagnose it better. Anyway. So what are, like, how do you manage it uh, in terms of, like, like, uh, are we talking about intermittent fasting, changing up your diet, obviously? Well, so the causes of SIBO, there's lots of causes. And we've talked about a lot of things that can cause these issues. Everything from eating poorly to not being active to, you know, not having good microbiota in, in your gut and all, all the stuff we've talked about on the show. But, you know, I, I read this study because I was looking up SIBO and looking up the symptoms. And I found this study that compared the traditional pharmaceutical anti, uh, uh, antibiotic treatment of SIBO to an herbal formulation mm. to treat SIBO. So they actually had a group, and it was a well-made study, where they had a group of people who had tested positive for SIBO through two different tests. One side, they gave them the antibiotics. The other side, they gave them this herbal formula because there are natural herbal antimicrobials. There's herbs that you can eat or take that will kill, like oregano oil and mm. olive, uh, olive leaf and peppermint oil, for example, that will kill bacteria i heard about this uh i forget which podcast i was listening to but there was like they're talking all about spices and like some of the properties different spices have in terms of being antimicrobial and uh, where you find them in terms of like them being on the equator uh, you tend to see a lot more spices and and why they use it in their diet dude you were telling me this earlier this is crazy because it makes perfect sense like you look at some of the spiciest cuisines and they're near these areas where a lot of these pathogens tend to proliferate because of the warmth and the moisture. Right. And so the cultures develop these dishes. This is the theory, right? Where they put like a shit ton of hot pepper or 
They put a ton of wasabi, like you said, uh, uh, the the Japanese eating raw fish. Yeah, they 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 speculate that that's the reason why that wasabi was paired with with uh, sushi. Wow, and then uh, curcumin, which is found in turmeric. You know, one of the reasons why turmeric is, is some people have lots of gut health benefits from it is if you have these kind of bacterial overgrowths that turmeric may be one of those antimicrobials that's natural that helps kind of, like Dr. Ruscio says, um, cut the hedges a little bit, like trim off the hedges mm-hmm. to, to, to clean things up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have, I still use the Organifi turmeric, which yeah. I, I love. They have a good quality one. I, I haven't that used that in a while. Yeah. I use it all the time. But the the study compared the herbal formula for, to the antibiotic, and guess what? The herbal formula was as good or or a little bit better, according to the study. Really? So wow. if, yes. So if you have SIBO, you can look this study up. We'll put it in the show notes, and you can see what they used to give these people, and it worked well. But, of course, it's better than the antibiotics because it's not an antibiotic. Right. It's not a drug. You get it from natural sources. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing about SIBO that they're saying is that you should you need to treat it for a long period of time. So you should take these antimicrobials for three months or six months or even a year to get everything to, to work better. But this is what I've I've been messing with, and it's definitely positively affected me. That's interesting. It, I wonder what the percentage is of people who uh, you know are not diagnosed with SIBO that probably have it, you know, like I wonder how often like the, like a lot of these symptoms they don't realize are, you know, stemming from that or early cases of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the other thing too is a lot of times people will say if I eat a no carb, no grain diet, then I don't get the bloating and stuff. Well, that may be because the type of bacterial overgrowth that you have uh, feeds on starches and carbohydrates. And so when you eat them, you just bloat. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a, that might be a way to manage the symptoms of having something like SIBO. It'd be good to have uh, some another, like Dr. Ruscio come on and, and ask him these questions about it. But I thought it was fascinating yeah. because they compared, very rarely will an herbal formula do as well as, you know, antibiotics when it comes to, yep, there it is right there. I'll put it on our list. He's scheduled for in a week or two. Oh, is he really? Maybe, is it December or January? I don't remember if we have, I know he's on the calendar for sure. We were talking just the other day. He still does this to me all the time where he'll text me like, hey, yeah, let's do this. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't fucking know what we're doing tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> you, you have access to come on here anytime you want to. I, I love having you on the show. Just mm-hmm. don't go through me. I, I don't know what to tell you. Otherwise, you'll just be waiting to hear back from me. I'll never get back to you mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Very cool, though. I'm glad they found this because, you know, it's something you can buy over the counter. It's not an antibiotic, so the symptom, the, the side effects are probably less. Um, you know, not always, but less. Antibiotics themselves are not... You don't want to overdiagnose those or overuse those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of people, and it probably won't hurt. You know what I mean? So if you have issues, you could probably try this and see if it, if it works for you. So anyway, I think that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I have another article for you guys that's uh, not science, but pretty hilarious. This was uh, an article that was published uh, in, it was a UK website that, that uh, published this. But there's these, th- some hackers took some, um, they took some journalists with them and they showed them that, so you know how like sex toys are starting to get more advanced now, and they're having sex oh, toys oh, now. Do I? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Justin knows. Yeah. And you know how they have sex toys now that you can. It's pretty crazy. You can like message with your phone. Like, didn't you guys get that from? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, yeah, the we Wee vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex with Emily. Yeah. How, how does that work, right? So. so she inserts it right into her. Yeah. So, well, I know how that right. works. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, thanks, Adam. I'm Walk ex- them through this. I'm uh, explaining the process, right, yeah. so they understand how that works, right? So, yeah. Part of it goes in. Yeah, she the other one she inserts on the she inserts the toy, and then it's it's Bluetooth connected, and you 
you can control it for anywhere. So I could I control yeah. the on and off and the vibration of it and the speed you pick of the it. favorite sort of vibration and yeah. then you just hammer them. And, like if you're you, on and, vacation. and I can I can FaceTime her at the same time. So you can open in the app you can actually phone call. So yeah. like Skype. I can Skype over to her and then I and she could I could be looking at her and then I could also be controlling the, the Wee Vibe thing. Oh that's so cool. It's pretty yeah. cool. That's so cool. So anyway, uh these are big big things now. Apparently they're they're selling like crazy. Well, <clears throat> This hacker took these these journalists and he said these things are super easy to hack. So through his own computer, <laughs> he was able to drive through neighborhoods. <laughs> He's able to drive through neighborhoods, detect where they are, yeah. and then turn them on. No. <laughs> yeah, through through hacking with them. Oh, that's so he great. can actually pick them up in his car driving through his neighborhood, yeah. detect where they're at, and then just pss, pss, turn them so on. Like via Bluetooth or what? Well, I guess Something, so. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, what happens when you have like the, the actual sex robots that are like full size and someone turns it on and it comes out of your closet? Yeah. I'm all freaked out. You have guests over? You got Nana over <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just seeing. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about that? God damn it, Sherry, get back in the closet. It's time. Uh, 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 yeah. Turn be, off. Abuse me. Turn off, turn off. <laughs> Not on. Did I, t- Did I tell you uh, the time something like that happened to me? Yeah. Wait, what? So this was when I was, years ago when I was married, we had this guy come and he had to look under our house because there was like a leak or something. Yeah. So he's under our house working on our pipes and he comes in the house and he's like, he goes, uh, you know, I fixed it, but I hear like a weird sound <clears throat> coming from under your, your house. So I'm like, what? So I crawl under him and I hear it and it's like, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so we're going through the hole under the house. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck the sound is. And then I, I, I identify like, okay, what's directly above this part of the house? I'm like, it's my room. So I go in my bedroom and I walk in the closet and I guess one of our one of our sex toys fell out of the bag or whatever and turned on. It was just on the floor. When was this? This was rattling year, around. This was years ago. Oh. It was on the floor. Just, oh, my God. Yeah. Just have, your, have your kids ever found one? Hell no. Oh, my God. Why is you, what about yeah, you? Yeah, one time. No. <laughs> yeah. But he was so young. So young to where like playing GI Joe, grabbed it, yeah, and was like doing like lightsaber moves with it and everything in front of Courtney. I was rolling on the floor so hard. Oh, oh my god, she was she'd be mortified for me just even bringing that up That's right now. Terrible. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad, but we put it away right away. You, you got to put that shit in the lockbox. Oh, yeah, 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 damn it, Courtney, get yeah. a sex box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know to get her for Christmas. We need to hide our dungeon, yeah. you know, yeah. from the kids. That's yeah, yeah. kids will get into everything. They will, yeah. They'll that. find it. You gotta yeah. watch out. And then you're like, you know, I'm sure. Speaking Adam, of that, yeah. Garmin just partnered with Disney. You like that transition? No, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sex toys, yeah. yeah. Speaking of sex yeah. toys, Disney. No, I saw like I was Garmin. We, yeah, we were at the theaters and uh, we. I saw that they had this tracker they were promoting. It was like some some princess tracker that like was is a gamified experience. They track all the steps, they like sleep. Like this is hitting the level of like little kids now. Wait a minute. So it's a it's a tracker for kids, but it's based on the princesses or something. Yeah, exactly. And they make it sort of interactive oh, and so they have so little smart. adventures with it. So I was like smart. brilliant. Yeah. But it's just interesting cuz like you know the the younger we sort of get to people involved with this kind of like aggregating data and metrics and all that. It's interesting because that's going to be what they're growing up with. You know, it's going to be interesting. You imagine going back in time just 50 years and talking to an adult and being like, you know, in the future, you have to like really, you have to trick your kids into like running around. You know what I mean? You have to like buy things to convince them to move and run around. Yeah. Well, that's all I could think about when we were interviewing uh, Joe DeSina was like, 
you're you're recreating like play stress and we'll, we'll play but also like trying to recreate like adversity and mm -hmm. like things for them to like overcome and like you know where, what does that look like you know in terms of like today's uh culture and everything it's like you really have to like like sort of artificially like replicate it now you do i mean you have to ah, this is brilliant isn't dude. that crazy no it's look brilliant. at those watches it's yeah. brilliant you you have to well you already have to recreate physical uh stresses by going to the gym well that's it that's what the gym became right mm -hmm. so i mean yeah that totally makes sense now how do you guys feel about this are you pro against what about do you think? this right here yeah well i mean here's the deal i was just telling i mean i like it you it's you have to plan it and schedule it and make it happen now. It's not. It didn't. Ha it doesn't happen now on its I own. I think it makes to. sense now. Yeah, it honest. does exactly. It does well. You guys said it before. You just don't. Your kids just don't naturally go outside and play. Yeah, and it's, it's like, not intuitive like it used to be. Yeah, and now it's almost like a form of punishment, like to to make them go do it. So we've got to find. And you don't want to do that, right? Nobody wants to tell their kid, you know, get off your phone. You're in trouble. Go outside and play. Like it doesn't even make yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. Like the kid's gonna resent you for, and you'll never want to exercise at that rate. So finding a creative way to get kids to move more and be more active, I'm pro. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. I think it's a. I think it's a really cool idea. Mm. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely a lot we can address with kids that'll help them have better patterns going forward too. And so like that with education would be, a, I think it's a smart move. Yeah. I think one of the more, and you're right though, you don't want to force kids because how many times did you guys train a client who was a athlete as a kid, athlete as a college student, but kind of did it because their parents pushed them into it. Sure. And then afterwards they're like, that's it. They stopped Right. Yeah. everything. Once they became old enough to make their own decisions or their parents didn't have that influence over them. Yeah. And they're like, I have, I had a lot of clients like that. Like there was one girl that I my trained. Friends are like that. Really? Yeah. 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 I had one girl that I trained who was a high level swimmer and she's, she's, she was so against swimming when she was old enough to, to quit that she wouldn't even have her kids, you know, do competitive swimming. Cause she had such a bad experience because she was forced to do so much of it all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you also can develop some pretty bad eating habits when you're training, you know, that much with some of these things. So you got to kind of, it's kind of what a hard, what a weird challenge that we're presented right. with now. You I know, know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's so strange. Anyway, yeah, pretty crazy. All, all these challenges. For so sure. more, more cool news that is recent. So this is recent now. So you know how you, I, we, I told you guys about that that article. Now that's going mainstream. It's getting shared by everybody that shows that weight training is better for the heart than cardio. Right. I know. I was okay. introducing a few people to that uh, just recently. Right. After, yeah. Right. Now, now I want to be clear too before I move uh, go ahead. The combination of weight training with cardio is the best. Mm -hmm. But the study showed if you had to pick one, the one to pick would be resistance training. And this is the argument we've been making for a long time that in, in today's world, in the context of modern life, you want to lift weights. That's one of the most important things you could possibly do. Well, a, a study came out out of Wake Forest University that found that weight training is far more effective than cardio for older people. Now, this for us is duh, right? We know about this. Mm -hmm. But what they found in the in the study, and this is a medical, like this is now, this just got shared. So this is now starting to make the round. It was on the news the other day. About the older people? Yeah, it was so funny because you mentioned this. We were talking about it. And then my sister um, called me in the morning because she was, I think it was CNN she was watching it on. And she mm. says like, oh, crazy. I was just listening to you guys on the show talking about how this can become so mainstream. And they were they were making that. Uh, claim that you know weight training is far superior than running anymore and so it's here dude well check this out this is, i love this because it only 
confirms what we've been talking about for a long time based yeah. on our experience. And a lot of the stuff that we say at first isn't necessarily supported by studies, but it's just our own observation after training you know, so many people over two decades, right? right. <clears throat> and one of the things that we've been saying for a long time is if all you do is cardio and you cut calories, you are going to slow your metabolism down. And the, the way your body slows down its metabolism is by bringing muscle down. Mm -hmm. Because endurance, which is what you're asking your body to do when you're doing cardio, lots of endurance doesn't require lots of strength. But you're also burning lots of calories by doing the cardio. So your body tries to become more efficient by reducing the muscle mass, increasing your endurance, slower metabolism, which is a terrible... You don't want that at the end, right? You don't want to be in a situation where in order to maintain your weight, you can only eat you know, a super low amount, especially if you're older. Mm -hmm. So here's what the study found. They found that cardio workouts caused older adults with obesity to lose more lean muscle mass than dieting alone. Wow. Hmm. So not only did they lose muscle mass when they, when they dieted and did cardio, but the cardio made them lose more muscle than if they just dieted. Wow. Because of the adaptation, of course, because the yeah. body's trying to become more efficient. Which is something we've been scholars. saying for a long time. Right? We've been getting a lot of heat for that, in fact. Well, what this may start doing now, this is what's tripping me out now, because let's say the common, let's say that, let's say diet versus diet plus cardio produced the same uh, weight loss effect and the same muscle loss. Like, let's say what they were even on all, you know, on, on most metrics. Doctors would still recommend doing cardio with, with diet because they'd say, well, it's good for your heart and it's good for your health. But now that the studies are showing that diet makes you lose weight, but cardio and diet makes you lose weight and a lot of muscle, doctors may start to tell people, don't do the cardio with the diet because mm. you're just going to lose muscle mass. And when you're older, one of the worst things you can do is lose strength because as you start to lose mobility and function, right. that's when all shit starts to, to happen. Right. So I think what we're going to start to see is doctors really start to make a push yeah, for uh -huh. weight training. For diet and weight training. Diet and, and weight training. their yeah. lean muscle mass. Yeah, they're going to say, you know, here's your, we want you to cut your calories and lose weight, but I need you to lift muscle, uh, excuse me, lift weights so you don't lose any yeah. muscle right. and slow your metabolism down and, or lose function. How crazy is that shit? That is that crazy. Is it's, crazy. A, it's all starting to come out. And I think the time, like again, I've said this before, I think the time is right now for weight training to hit the mainstream like it's never been hit before. Well, I told you, did you guys read, I don't know if you read the article that I sent over to you about LeBron James, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lindsey Vaughn. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Launching a health and wellness company. Sounds very similar to some of the things that we're doing. What? So th so what are they doing, media or Yeah, it's like a or? media, it's a media company and of course of course, they've attached it to a supplement company. Okay. So that's where they that's where they lose in my opinion. Da -dun, like, da -dun. Right, I think they, they're on to the right track. It's basically just a resource you know, a media resource like we are for really? for health and wellness. And yes, we're probably going to get, you know, passed up by them. The knock that I have is that, it, of course, they've attached it to a supplement line too, that they're also re releasing in conjunction. With I wonder, this. have you ever, do they have any content yet? No, there's, it's, it's not officially live yet. I wonder, it's just the announcement that they'll be doing it. I'll be very honest. If I, if I see their content and I like it, I'll definitely say good things about them. Well, I, admit, I, I don't have yeah, high hopes, Yeah, there needs though. to be more of it out there, I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't have high hopes, though. I haven't yeah. seen too many people promote really good content, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, from the, I read it, and it sounds, the idea of what they're doing, it, it sounds cool. Now, they also, it's got, you know, protein powders and green powder and energy powder, and it's... You know they're pairing uh, they're pairing that with that, which doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I just I I would just question the motives. It just are, smells like the other stuff. That yeah, it, it just I would question the motives or the motives to turn this into a a, a mon I mean, imagine if the, like if that was our motives while while doing this and we had attached 
all the information and, and science and stuff that we provide to all these supplements and we're trying to monetize that way, you know, we'd be making a lot of money. See, here's the thing. Mm. You have LeBron, LeBron James, Lindsey Vaughn, Cindy Crawford, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of all of those people, the only one that I think would have the like knowledge to uh, it depends who the, who put this together for them because well you know none of them did what, what, well that's what I'm saying yeah. if they just get a bunch of well no they have marketers it, no, in no, there no 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 you it, listen uh, here let me re- let me read it to you so you know who's okay. all involved in this they uh, with this launch ladder will offer four products with two protein powders energy powder and a green powder but they've also committed to updating their website and articles and other content about healthy living. Eventually, they help to hope expand its series of products with snack foods and potential avenue of interest for them at the current time. You know, here then it goes on. Arnold talks a little bit. Among these included as an advisors to the company are LeBron James trainer, Mike uh, Mencias, and director of applied physiology and human performance at the University of North Carolina, Dr. Abby Smith-Ryan. So they've, they've got... Okay, okay. Yeah, they've got professionals and doctors on staff that are advising them on what they're doing. But again, that could mean nothing too. Sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that could just mean that we're, we're attaching it ourselves still to be it. like old information, you know, or, or it's just information academia. that is got a desired outcome already, which or, is yeah. to sell products. So right. we have a doctor come on and sure. then promote that. I mean, I, we could use our resources. We talked about Ruscio earlier, which has been done to death. Right. Yeah. We could, we could pair with something, a supplement that has to do with gut health. Then we could, you know, do a whole fear mongling thing by having you know Ruscio come on and scare people into thinking that oh, everyone's guts are probably fucked up and everybody probably should be taking this and then sell it and market it. Right. So that it just makes me wonder if that that'll be just interesting to watch it all sort of unfold and see where they go with it for sure. Yeah, because no. I'm I'm excited to see what their content is because if their content is <clears throat> good, yeah. If it's good, I will be very excited because it'll signify to me when you have this, when you have powerhouse names like these, yeah. if powerhouses like this are going to put forward a company that's going to promote like good quality information, that will signify to me that the industry is moving and yeah, the, the starting to move. Ready for it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. I I highly doubt it. I think that. I think they recognize that we're, there's health and wellness. It's exploding. Is exploding. And I think a lot of smart businessmen and women see the opportunity then mm. are attaching themselves. And I think yeah. it'll be entertaining. I bet the content's going to be cool on that side of it. I mean, where we lack in entertainment, I think we will get surpassed by these by something well, like this. Production I think. and all that. Yeah, yeah, the production of it, the the wow factor, the celebrity well, status, the cool videos, the cool everything will be more entertainment with a little bit of probably. Well, wellness now has become such cool. a, a re, such a retail marketing. Being healthy has actually term. become cool. But it's not just healthy. The term wellness now they're they're slapping that on everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. And I it's agree. it's it's the new. It's like um, it's like all natural used to be. Remember yeah. all natural? Oh, all natural. So then every marketing company and, and, and cereal company figured out ways to put all natural on their box, even though it was shit. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I got this because it's all natural. Wellness is becoming that that term, you know, where they're going to start. My favorite uh, was ancient greens. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's like ancient grains. Wow, that makes it better. Yeah, yeah, I'm sold. Uh, actually, ancient grains are what is that? It's like buckwheat, yeah. quinoa. I don't, I don't even know idea. I don't I even know. Are you seen about that. that? I've never even seen. I've that seen before. it a bunch. Man. Oh, really? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They've like marketed it as cereals and like crackers. I love it because something grains. something will come out that's kind of good, and then the next thing you know, like I got tagged the other day. 
somebody was at the grocery store and took a picture of uh, cereal with probiotics in it. It was like fucking oh, Special K yeah. or something like that. Didn't we call that out? We yeah, did. Yeah, I knew that. Right. And they're like, oh, check this out. I mean, like bone broth. Like, okay, pretty sure that's going to be- throw more probiotics yeah. Yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Co- collagen, protein, that's going to be- Protein, dust, everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, just, it's just what we end up doing. And wellness is now becoming that like, yeah. no, we're not into fitness. We're into wellness. You know, yeah. it's like, all right, come on now. We're yeah. into, we're into yeah. being well. Yeah. So I'm, I'll, well, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll, I'll watch it, see what's going on. You know who, who well, it, not- the same thing as this, but The Rock. Remember The Rock? We when we first started this, he had seven productions, seven buck productions. Yeah, yeah. remember he tried to dabble in the fitness space. What and, happened? He stopped. Eh, nothing really happened. I don't, I don't know, Doug. Maybe you could look up Seven Buck Productions. I thought he was doing something in the bodybuilding space. I, yeah, I thought he. I was like, oh shit, look out! The Rock's involved now, and I thought it was going to be awesome. But this was like two, three years ago when we first started the the podcast. It was he was already starting I this, that. and I never heard anything else about it again. So I don't know if it completely died or it's just not a priority to him or what but that's it that was interesting you know something else that was interesting along the lines of sports is uh just this legalization of betting and gambling now so what's going down Ooh. so now you uh, gotta so be excited for uh, online yes, or i am excited bro that's... all the all the hard all the fundamentalists like christians are probably freaking out we got weed legalization <laughs> i know gambling next prostitution prostitution here we we'll, go mark my words yeah Prost- there will be a wave of legalization among prostitution. well but anyway, yeah. I, I believe that 100 i well i think the the first wave of that will be this the robots again this I definitely that... solidifies my theory that that trump is um what's his name biff from Back to the Future 2. <laughs> yeah. This is exactly the world we're living yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the NBA literally just signed their first data partnership with in-game gambling, uh, a company called, I think, Genius and something else. I can't remember what the, the other one was. But now you'll be able to... I guess they've done all these stats on people that gamble, and like 40% of gamblers are actually gambling while the game is happening. So betting like, oh, who's going to dunk oh, the wow. ball next, or who's going to make the next three-pointer. Just impulsive, like, quick yeah. bets. So yeah. I, have the, the, I have the ability on my website to do what's called live betting like that also, where I can be, as the game's going... Oh, that's dangerous. And, and as the game, yeah, I know it's... I have my own set of rules and uh, the, the way I play and the the way I do things and and I if it's just like when I play craps if I stick to my rules I'm a pretty good gambler it, when I let my impulses emotions and emotions get involved I tend to lose money it's just those how are fun though I remember betting on a bunch of random ass things for the Super Bowl like yeah. the coin toss and like who was going to be in control of the ball going into half like all these types of things and like I, I remember winning on all of those oh, and yeah. losing on all the regular ones <laughs> the prop bets yeah, yeah. do you have you guys have friends that are into DFS leagues and FanDuel and things no. like that none mm-hmm. of that yeah I have a bunch oh, of oh that's fans, huge uh, like all, that into- all we were into fantasy football forever and i don't know it was like uh shit i think our eighth season when we kind of just well everyone got busy and just we were you weren't following along so much and then the the introduction of FanDuel and uh the other one uh kings i forget the other name can't yeah, think of it right now but draft kings draft kings FanDuel, when those started coming on the scene uh that was that became way more popular because now you were drafting a team every week and my buddies are crazy, dude. All week long, we're people running. can make real money on those. Oh things, no! Huh? I, one of my boys just made fifty thousand dollars. What? He hit it for fifty thousand dollars. Wow. We're playing so, fantasy football. Yes, in uh, one week. That's silly. And the way it works, so you have all these options. So I can go heads up with someone. So yeah. you and I can bet a game that we're betting a five hundred dollar game, a hundred dollar game, any any range we want, and it's you and I heads up. My team wins. I win that money. 
or I can enter into pools. And the bigger the pool, the bigger the pot. And you buy in, right? So it's $10 to, to enter my team into this pool. Oh, wow. And if there's tens of thousands of people, then the, it's, and it's scale. Like the, the, I think the first three people or maybe the top five people are payouts. And the first place is, is a large payout. But there's tons of all these different groups that you can go into. So, so can, what's up with the legalization stuff? Well, it's gone legal, dude. It's going it's going completely legal. Sports betting is going to be probably because they couldn't control it anyway. Yeah, exactly. So like, we might as well collect some taxes. Well, I, and I really think that like FanDuel and DraftKings were a part of this transition because it was like, fuck, there's so many loopholes in the law for people to do this digitally now, right? Because mm. may, maybe in California it's quote unquote illegal, but if you're if you have a digital web if you have a website or you have something that's based yeah, you out can of trace it back to like nevada right or yeah. right Bro, so, technology is is technology at some point is going to make so, so many laws totally obsolete mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's like, an example of like right how there. yeah how obsolete is it you can't gamble law when you can't stop me i can go online and find all these sites and gamble oh and now and we can trans venmo allows us to transfer money back and forth and now right. you see bitcoin all that I'm and sure that's why point, that's yeah. why i bet on bitcoin regardless of it you know taking a, a shit lately is that long term i believe that ultimately that's the only way that they could regulate is by regulating through the monies and if there is actually something a digital product that does not allow and it's not traceable like mm-hmm. bitcoin that there will be a market for it, even if it's a black market. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I've always seen. As it long as, as you think there's going to be a black market, there'll be a market. That's how I. That's how I looked at it. I was like, oh. whenever people were debating me on Bitcoin being smart or not, I said, listen, I, it's an it's inevitable. It's being somebody who has been on the other side of the the, the fence with the, you know being in a gray type of market with the cannabis space and seeing all the transactions and shit going down, man. No doubt, if we had a system like Bitcoin in place when I was involved in that, 100% we'd be using that. I wouldn't be traveling around with $50,000 in my pocket sure. and potentially getting robbed or jacked. I would be transferring that over. And if it wasn't traceable by anybody, 100%. So mm. the black market will demand it, 100%. Black market will demand it. Now, whether that makes it into mainstream and it becomes I, a- I think that the that you're going you're gonna to start to see a new wave of uh, drug- um, liberalization with the laws because we already have it with cannabis that's done there's no arguing now it's going to be it'll be nationally decriminalized at the very least but probably legalized the next one now is psilocybin right and mdma yeah both of which for their therapeutic benefit. yeah both of which have been studied and psilocybin actually got fda fast-tracked for some studies those two things will get decriminalized i guarantee it because of the studies and then I think what's going to happen with all that is you're going to start to see them, you're going to start to see that the that people are realizing the war on drugs was a was a total, a, just a waste of money and create a lot more problems um, than anything. And then I think I think all kinds of other things are start to get legalized. Anything that anything where people voluntarily are doing it with you know then then I think that those things will be legalized like prostitution. I think prostitution. I don't support it. It's not my my thing. But if somebody agrees to have sex with someone for money and the other person agrees to pay them and it's all voluntary, I don't understand. Well, look how easy the trend, yeah. the, the, I mean, it's happening already probably. So we talked to- That's think, tech. Uh, tech is making it right. real easy. We, we, we talked on a podcast recently about this, uh, you know, f- this new wave of, you know, and it's not prostitution because maybe you're technically not sleeping with somebody. But you have like these, Snapchat, yeah, peep you have, show yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. The snap, there you go. Snapchat peep shows for, you know, X amount of dollars per month. How easy is it for 
that guy or girl, whoever's doing that, to meet up and then make yeah. a financial transaction and to do that, like I mean, and to try and track all of it that's happening is just like I think good luck. Yeah, I think your best bet natural upsell. Yeah, I think your it best is bet. natural upsell. <laughs> like, I see you're one of my gold yeah, customers, you're a and you're already uh, paying seventy nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, you know? <laughs> oh, just close this deal. Yeah, I I think the smart thing to do if you're a legislator and you're trying to legislate morality is realize that if there's laws that you can't enforce that just doesn't work because people are going to do it anyway, then legalize it and regulate it to the point where you can get away with it. For example, with prostitution, you know, full-on open legalization might be undesirable because you don't want these things popping up all over the place. So maybe legalize it, but zone them. Okay, well, they have to be in these areas or it has to be done in your home, they have to come to your house or something like that. Certain age, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because then, then because there's a there's a there's a little there's a limit, right? Like there's a limit to where regulation creates strong black markets. And what we've done is we've regulated things so hard yeah. that we've just made these super strong uh, black markets. But I think if you look, here's a great example: what they did with music. Music is a fantastic example. Everybody was stealing music for free online, and so they had to fucking figure out a way to give you a good product and charge you a little bit so they could outcompete that when that's kind of what they did with iTunes, right? right. That's kind of what they did. That's what's going to happen with some of the stuff. Like for example, if you're the average person in California, do you want to buy marijuana on the black market, even though it might be cheaper? Probably not because you'd rather go to the dispensary where it's clean and legal and they've tested it for shit and you're not buying it off a dealer. So that's how that's an example of how the market will start to outcompete the black market. Same mm -hmm. thing with prostitution. That's going to happen with prostitution. I think it's going to happen with all other drugs. Yeah, you're going to start because technology is making it. Good luck trying to enforce some of these laws. You yeah. know what I mean? And then wait till 3D printing comes out. Good luck with fucking <laughs> controlling anything with that. Stuff. How's that going to work with like supplements and stuff? Like, are you going to be able to just like print like supplements? You think at some point, like someone buys like Organifi yeah, and then one time, it. and then they go and they fucking formulate like a well. At some point, raw materials. At some point, if you go down, you 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 break everything down. It's just a series of molecules. At some point, and this we're nowhere nowhere near this, but if we have a 3D printer that can print. With molecules and start to create compounds. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't well, you be able you to? Well, you saw in that documentary they showed all the organs already printing mm -hmm. with the biomatter. It was like mind blowing. To yep, me. yep. I mean, who who knows? You could go in there and be like, here, print me some, you know, Vicodin, and it'll, you know, and then here's your Vicodin or whatever, oh. you know. But that's I want a new nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I think was going to happen. I think we're going to see more and more people altering their bodies like that. You think digitally. so? Oh yeah, yeah. It's That'll gonna, be the new tattoo, right? What do you yeah. think are the first things people will print for themselves? A new face. A dong. A whole face? Yeah, <laughs> a new a face. What did you say, Justin? A dong. A dong. Come on. You wouldn't like just, you know. Well, I guess if you grew up like, your whole like, life not liking yeah. a dong. Yeah. You know? I like my I'm dong. Cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Like, I'm happy with mine. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. cool with mine. I, I don't like, know about you, Justin. I like Shut yeah, Justin. <laughs> it's so huge. Whatever, guys. I'm huge. Yeah. yeah. No one said that. Jeez, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy with my hugeness. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. Uh, well, I just don't the, talk about it. When the technology gets comes out, Justin, you can print yourself. I'm just saying, like a nice little, you know, hat for it or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're not going to get me if you do that. Well, hey, babe, I got this hat from well, my, look at it. It's, it's newer, it's shinier. It's yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You can refresh it. That's all I'm saying. It's out of the bag, bro. You already yeah. said it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah. No, for reals, what do you think are some of the first things people will print? You think a whole face? Yes. 
Why would you print a whole, you a mean whole a younger face? version of your face? Is that what you're saying? Not only that, absolutely. Think about that. Think of it, even someone who is- How weird if you just look like someone else? Well, well you, would do, you would do it, well, yeah, some people will do that, that are completely unhappy with themselves. But hey, I wouldn't mind having a Go print. Go rob a bank. I, I was a handsome fuck at 25, man. 25, mm. full head of hair, good looking face. Past all the pimples, yeah, good skin. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, if I could just slap on the twenty-five-year-old version of me, and then it would it would mesh with the rest of me, so yeah. it wouldn't be like why not just, putting someone else's just face. Print your old, just take your stem cells, grow a young version of yourself without a brain, and then just take your brain and plug move, it in, move in and out of him, and that's it. Or here's the weird part. Ready for this? I'm gonna do a little mind fuck with you guys. Ooh. What if you could figure out how to literally copy your brain with its memories and knowledge and everything? Here's the thing. That was Black Mirror. Remember we yeah, talked about that. Well, here's the thing. Is that really you or is it just a copy of you? In other words, if you killed you and you have this new copy of you and it's this younger version. Well, you're not going to transfer consciousness. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the argument. It's going to have its own consciousness. That's the, that's the argument. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't make any sense. Just blew your mind. Yeah, I don't want to compete with the other version. Yeah, and I'll kill him. You'll yeah. lose? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think don't. you're wiser. I walk home. Yeah, my, that's, my that's wife. Exactly. That. I like, kill him. I didn't plug his ass. You can say that's how wise I am. You know how easily you'd be able to. Tr like fuck with your a younger version of yourself just because you know all your own weaknesses when you're at that age. <laughs> yeah, all, all the insecurities, everything. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Poking at him all the time. Just make yourself cry. Like yeah, 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 yeah you look pretty good. Your chest is kind of small. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can. You're kind of bony right here. Huh? Yeah. Huh? What are you doing? What are, what are you doing about this? <laughs> Start crying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, another thing I've, I've been seeing in the news, you, one of our sponsors is making the rounds on the mainstream new, uh, media right now. Who? Health IQ, oh, yeah, they're making big news with their whole diabetes thing. They remember I told you last time we talked about Health IQ. They they were I saw them on Bloomberg. What did you see them on? You see them yeah, on something else? I think it might have been Bloomberg or Zach, I remember. I think it was an investment page. To be honest with you, but you know Health IQ provides life insurance for fit and healthy people, and they're moving into the space of providing life insurance for fit and healthy people with diabetes because that's always been expensive right uh, once you know somebody has a pre-existing condition like that to get insurance is like really like pricey well it's brilliant because and they've raised a lot of money look at that they, the, how much money they get for their when when they're getting for investments that was last year alone yeah i mean the company is just it's very very smart because <clears throat> if you're a, a fit and healthy person you should be able to pay less. Your odds of dying are much lower. Right. And if you have diabetes, what happens with life insurance is they automatically kill you with, ra with the rates. Yeah. But if you're fit and healthy with diabetes, you're, you know, you're, you're doing pretty damn good. You're not doing bad if you take care of yourself. And so they've, they've come out with their own product. Yeah, to, and so it's making the rounds right now. That's which, great to see. Yeah, it's great to see that they're doing that. Yeah, because I think a lot of people don't don't realize you can be fit and healthy and have diabetes. Sure. You know what I mean? No, no, they're 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 doing big things. I mean, all the people that I feel like we've partnered up with are are fucking solid companies, dude. You know who I see our Organifi stuff everywhere, but I can't figure that out if that's because I bought shit from them and they're just. The best no, company. They, they're following you. They may be yeah. the best retargeting company they, we've ever dealt oh, with. Ads, I can't get away they're, from What do they call those? Cookies? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're cookies yeah. just following oh, I have to concede, by the way, Adam. I, I love cookies. I think you are the one that came up with the Christmas blend. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think it's not so. often you admit yeah, when you're wrong. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. can you do like a replay, replay, right, replay on that? Uh, yeah. that is, yeah. It's confirmed. You're Adam, you're right. Adam, you're right. Yeah. Adam, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doug and buried. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. But you know what it was is I told you about it before we ended that first episode. <laughs> yeah, just like, what was it? Oh, so you did, I saw you did the questions on your IG the other day. Yeah. And one of the questions you got is, why are you copying Adam? And it's Alex is like, no, I told him about it a few years ago. Yeah, <laughs> before, before they even invented it. Yeah. I came up with the idea. <laughs> 
Hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, one more cool piece of science. So I read an article. So I have family members who have uh, really bad food allergies. Um, and this is becoming more and more, more of a problem. I'm sure you've seen this, uh, Justin, um, with your kids in school, mm-hmm. where they have entire classrooms that are peanut-free or yeah. egg-free. It's really becoming a thing. Autoimmune issues in general yeah. um, have exploded. Oh, it's a pain in the ass to bring snacks. Yeah. Let, let me tell you. Yeah, but there, there, but there may be some good news. Really? Yeah, studies are showing that people with uh, allergies have lower risks for developing uh, certain types of cancers. So their immune systems, people with allergies, the immune system is just overactive. And it's the, this overactiveness, this vigilance of their immune system comes in handy when killing, you know, finding it's hyper responsive. So it is sort of uh, actively just, just going after like it's problems. It's killing all these, these precancerous cells Mm. and stuff much sooner but in the presence of modern life, uh, the context of modern life where everything's hyper clean, we don't need the super vigilant immune system, it may you know, go haywire and then start to attack itself, which is mm. why you develop these food allergies and shit. Interesting. So it's, it's not like ideal to completely eliminate, well, like let's say like, so we're trying to get rid of all, like genetically, let's say if we're doing this whole CRISPR thing and we're trying to eliminate the gene for uh, allergies, point. right? For instance. And then once we do that, you now we're susceptible to cancer. To cancer. No, I mean, look at this. People who have asthma and hay fever have a 17% lower chance of dying from, uh, from colon cancer. So there's an interesting one. Men and women whose blood tests showed them to have an allergy also had a 50% lower risk for developing certain types of brain tumors. And then in, in, uh, in mice, they found that uh, certain types of allergies dramatically reduces their risk of skin cancer. Hmm. So there's almost that trade-off. And it's like, you know, what the thing is, a lot of our modern health problems are the result of an ancient body living in a modern world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if you have this kind of an immune system, it's probably awesome when you were constantly exposed to pathogens all the time. And now you're in this hyper clean environment. You, you, you got some. Well, some- didn't we see that? And I don't know if this is a like this is an example, like it, it being like sickle cell, and then also like malaria. Yep. Wasn't there that parallel? Yep, yep. yep. People with sickle cell have a natural kind of immunity, or, or be able to fight malaria much so better. So it's like not as advantageous in this environment. That's right. Well, I always wonder if it's something like that, or that because they have something, and there's something else they do in their life, that that could be con- contributing to that. You know, you you said like allergies, and I think of well, what are the things that I do differently because I have allergies, and maybe they because, find that like Benadryl's anti-cancer, right? Something like yeah, <laughs> oh, like man. that. You know, even though I wouldn't use that as an example, but because of that, maybe I mean that's a very, very, uh, very good question. Because they've done a few studies on this, they're thinking it's the other way, but that's a very good question. I, the way to deduce that, I guess, would be to look up studies on things that people with that things. People do th- people who have allergies, the things that they do, and what those associations are with cancer to see if you can right. kind of tease that out. Right, right. That's very interesting. But yeah, because you you've told me before. I mean, we've talked about how you know allergies are. It's an inflammatory response, right? So eating high inflammatory foods is is going to naturally kick up my allergies when I'm already having al- it's during allergy season. So I'm aware of this, and I try to you know, make conscious decisions because of that. Now, are those conscious decisions also 
helping me avoid cancer because mm-hmm. I'm not eating these high inflammatory foods or things like you know what I mean. Yeah, though, it's, right? like it's, an example it's, like it's that. tough because the immune system's so complex. It's such a complex system that it's difficult to isolate these types of things. But they are finding across the board that that people and animals with allergies, even animals, uh, seem to have better you know survival rates from cancers and lower rates of cancers. And you know the cancer. Look, at any given moment, you probably have cancer cells in your body, but your immune system is constantly killing them and getting rid of them or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's when your immune system fails at doing that that cancer becomes you know an issue. So interesting. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Ash Training Nutrition. How do you naturally improve libido in a young man? Mm. Stop watching so much Pornhub. You know I mean, what? A young man should have, yeah. That's what I bet you money. That's that thing's going. Dude, you hit the nail on the head, Adam. This is this was a, when you look at, sorry, who was it? Was I it? had the opposite problem as a young boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to calm it down. You know, yeah. so who was it? Rob Wolf was the one that uh, kind of educated us on this a little bit. And he talked about how this exposure to this so much novel stimulus through porn is caused this this adaptation where young men now are getting less and less um, stimulated by the real thing. And after he talked to us about that, I thought it was fascinating. I looked it up and erectile dysfunction in the young man, young men age group. And I can't remember what it was like 18 to 25 or whatever, which was non-existent. Like erectile dysfunction in that age group was almost non-existent for for a long long time like the doctors didn't see people in that age group come to them and complain about that mm-hmm. but since porn has become such such easy access to it that the erectile dysfunction complaints and diagnosis has exploded in that age group and you're starting to see now online groups of men who are actually joining groups and forums where they're pledging to not watch porn well, anymore. Isn't that the the no fap movement or whatever yes, it's called? Yes. What is, is, is that what it is? <laughs> that's it. The the no fap movement. Or no is fap. that an acronym acronym for no some? fap? This this for the sound that it makes. Flap flap flap. Oh, when you slap <laughs> yeah. your dick against yeah, your belly. Well, no, no. <laughs> How do you jack off, bro? You're doing it wrong. I'm thinking about the sound. That's the sound that it would No, make. it's just the sound of, uh, of doing your thing. Uh, Interesting. But, dude, you hit the nail on the Fat. head, bro. That's probably the best possible thing a young man can do is shut off all pornography and not watch it. The, the reason why oh, so crazy. I, I say that is because, you know, fuck, I'm on 16 or 17 years in the, you know, fitness professional world, right? And I never have ever had these questions until now. Until the last, like, five years or so, this is become, and it's becoming more common. I mean, I 
have at least one or two DMs related to this question in my DMs. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I get this all the time, especially, I think, because I, I openly talk about my testosterone use. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, are these people that are taking exogenous testosterone as well, or is this, like, I think commonly, or is it... So I think it's a combination of all of these things, right? I think that they, they can be uh, desynthesized to it from looking at Pornhub all the time. I think that they're also probably taking pro-hormones and supplements that are supposed to help build them muscle. So I think a combination of all of that is creating this perfect storm for these young teenage boys to have problem with their well, libido. You, you can have low libido because you're uh, you know, unhealthy, your testosterone's low, lack of sleep, high stress. like All those things affect your libido. But when it comes to young men, if you're otherwise healthy... It's, it probably is because you're you're looking at too much por- pornography. Because if you're healthy and you're active and you don't eat super terrible, um, especially if you work out and lift weights, you should your testosterone levels should be pretty good, or at least they sh- they're probably going to be the, at the highest rate that they're ever going to be in your entire life. So it's really this because so many things affect your libido. I mean, and and one of the things that affects your libido is that novel stimulus. Mm-hmm. And when you look at something, when you're constantly looking at you know, naked women, and it's just variety and variety. And what you'll find too is that the same stimulus will no longer give you the same effect. You have to go with more nudity and then more depravity Deeper, and then darker, exa- crazier. Exactly. To get the same kind of. Until you're pushing girls down yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that, what did you call yeah, that, Justin? Donkey show. No, oh, I call it topple porn. Topple yeah. porn. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Adam's. Uh, that's the new category. <laughs> I don't know why that flew out of my mouth. <laughs> that was so, I it did. It. Listen, bro. It's so it was, random. We know, what you, we know yeah. what you guys do. Yeah, yeah. We're in, we're in yeah. on the charade. Yeah. Like, why, yeah. why are there knee pads in the bathroom? <laughs> How come your bathroom floor is made out of wrestling mats? We're always re- we're always retiling. Why'd you bubble tape? Yeah, the toilet. Yeah. Keep yeah. that grout. Keep that grout real clean. Oh, keep <laughs> the grout clean. Hey, babe. <laughs> that destroyed me. So that reminds me of that game where you used to like somebody would like uh, get on their fours behind somebody else, and you'd see them, and they'd be like, "Come on!" And then you'd go push, push over, them yeah. over. Yeah. That's, that's the other kind of topple top report. Yeah, but that would be my guess. My guess would be if you're a young man, um, I would be. How much am I staring at my computer screen, and and majority of that time, how much of that am I watching? And I don't, you know, is can Instagram be affecting of these course, boys? Anything, out? any mm. kind of visual I stimulation. Mean, I mean, because Dude, it's, it's it's so it's easy. Yeah. What, look at let me let me. Just, and the more you like it, the more it gets it's fed the to gateway. you. Gateway. Let me paint the picture, okay? For 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 younger people listening right now, let me paint the picture. If I wanted access as a as a nineteen year old man, young man, yeah. if I wanted access to women, to pictures of women wearing bikinis, not, I'm not talking about porn, bikinis or thongs, bending over in front of pictures, whatever, I had to go and be brave enough to go buy a specific type of magazine. Yeah. And when I did buy the magazine, I had 50 pages in there. And then that and was, it was it. like from Brazil or yeah. somewhere exotic. And that's it. Yeah. Now you don't even have to go on porn, all your social media, Instagram, yeah. You can go up and down, left, right, and have access to all kinds of pictures that before I used to have to go buy like special editions of like sw- swimsuit editions from uh, Sports Illustrated or whatever, yeah, Victoria or, or Victoria's Secret catalogs. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. So think about it this way. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you guys ever been to, you guys ever been to a, a like a topless beach or to like a, a, a pool or a, a beach area yeah. where there's lots of attractive? Yeah. How quickly does the shock and amaz- amazement of it wear off? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember I went to a, a topless beach in Italy. Like, ew, they yawned. You know, it's like, ugh. No, I went, like I, went to a, I went to a topless beach in Italy. Yeah, when once I you was see it, it's no 19. big deal. Yeah. After I was there, yeah. it took me about 20 or 30 minutes of seeing, you know, my God. And then you just kind of got used to it and it's not that big of a deal. And yeah, that's and what happened. And if you're a young teenage boy, Instagram isn't a big deal to you. Mm-hmm. I, I still am like, oh my God, this is crazy. Girls can post all this stuff on here. But if you're a young boy that has grown up, in the Instagram world, and you you know nothing different, then it's normal. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the norm to you. So probably to get excited or aroused takes the next level of, of stuff. And if they're already putting borderline X-rated stuff on social media platforms, you know, Pornhub is the next thing. And then like you said, that only gets more graphic and, and crazier. It's though. interesting for me to see because I, I don't know if it's just like me being an, an older guy you know, man now to where it's like you, you get like shocked by like what some young girls wear. And like, I've seen like so many more cutoff shorts where it's like, you like butt cheeks are hanging out. And like, I remember if I was like a teenage boy, like my head would have exploded, you know, with just like, what was just people were wearing to school. And like, I just don't see like, but I, I think, but that's kind of like but that's old not as, man talking, but that's not as bad. And yeah, I agree with you, but that's not as bad as having, access to an infinite number of photographs and videos at my fingertips whenever I want. Because what it is, it's a perfect storm. Because here's what it is. It's not one girl you see wearing short shorts and you're like, oh my God, she's hot. It's literally flip, 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 next, next, next. And and it's a perfect storm of desensitizing because it's so fast and it's so novel and it's so easy that you're literally it's like cigarettes it's like it's like something that's so fast that you you you're playing this down regulating game mm-hmm. of your brain sensitivity to visual stimulus it's a perfect storm yeah. and more than ever we live in a time now where one of the strongest virtues that you're going to have to survive the context of modern life is can I abstain from certain things to keep myself healthy? Can I abstain from all these different foods that I have access to that are cheap? Can I abstain from just staying on electronics and not being active? Can I abstain from looking at pornography all the time? At some point, pretty soon, at the beginning of the episode, we talked about how I think you know drugs will be legalized. People are going to have to learn, can I abstain from right. just using drugs all the time? Right. It's going to become a virtue where you're going to see more. And it's already happening naturally. Like I said, this website called NoFap, it's actually a website. It's a group. It's actually a group of men and, and people that go on there that are like, okay, I'm not gonna masturbate. I'm not gonna look at porn just a anymore. Bunch of guys like sweating <laughs> because they're learning. Seinfeld called that master of domain. Your domain. Is it really? Remember, you remember yeah. that episode? Oh, is that uh, where they had that? Oh, bet? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. one of the best, ever, the best episodes ever. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. master of your domain. Yep. So that's one of them. The other thing is the the traditional things that I always tell um, men and women if they want to improve their libido: lift weights properly. Lifting weights really promotes this anabolic environment, which especially tends, strength training. Yes, yep. which in, you know increases the anabolic feel-good hormones. Uh, it, you know, be healthy with your diet because if you're not healthy, your body's going to say, "Hey, we shouldn't be procreating." Right. Get good sleep. Get good sleep. Manage your stress very well. Um, have good communication with your partner. Sometimes, what men think is a low libido is more is not low libido it's actually anxiety Mm. so like you know i i you know i know guys who will they'll break up with a girl and then they'll find that they have issues with other girls only because they were with some girl for so long that now they're anxious to be with this other you know woman or whatever Mm -hmm. so these types of things also sometimes anxiety people guys are like oh 
you know, why can't I get it up? And it's like, well, it's not your libido that's low. You're just really fucking stressed out, anxious, and you need to, you know, handle that a little bit. Yeah. And so things like meditation and hiking and being in touch with na- nature and that kind of stuff can help with that. But I think we hit it on the head, man. I think it's the abuse of pornography that's causing this problem for a lot of young men. Next question is from Roth Rodriguez. Are there any benefits to using the Smith machine? Oh, I just had this on my Insta story. I answered this question. That's why I picked it. Ooh. Yeah, no, I, there's there's some benefit. We rag it hard. We rag it hard, especially Justin. I know Justin I hates just, it. I just can't stand it. Um, I, I, I used I it. I used it quite a bit, especially not. I shouldn't say quite a bit. I used it, uh, you know, intermittently in my training. Uh, regimen when I was competing. Men's bikini? Yeah, in men's, men's <laughs> bikini. Uh, most popular way that I would use it is for upper body exercises that I either, one, was pushing a, a max uh, max set without any spotters, or two, when I was drop setting an exercise. So shoulder pressing or like a, you know chest press, incline press on there. Um, and I'm I'm starting off with X amount of pounds, and I'm stripping down each. So yeah, second. strip sets are good on. Yeah, that. when you're by yourself, it's like. And again, if I was, you know, I really wanted to push the weight, and I didn't have a spotter, you know, this was would be a great uh, mm-hmm. place for me to use that because I know I could just roll my wrist and lock. I it use out. it for uh, donkey kickbacks. Yeah, it's just my favorite. You, I think the reason why we've ragged on the Smith machine in the past is because. The Smith machine pretends to be a barbell. That's mm. all. Yeah. Because the reality is the Smith machine is just a machine. And I think some people view it and think to themselves, oh, look, I can use a barbell. Like it the- equates to barbell. Lifts. Yeah, I'm going to do barbell yeah. movements, but I'm going right. to use the Smith machine because it's safer. No, no, no. It's just a machine. It's yeah. like any other machine, like a hammer strength machine or any other plate loaded machine. Some machines are better than others. A Smith machine is just a machine. So if you want to do like a machine chest press, Smith Machine is one of your options. If you want to do a machine row, Smith Machine is one of your options. You want to do a machine overhead press, it's an option. That's all it is, basically. Yeah, the risk level goes, you know, down substantially, you know, in terms of like what uh, I mean the, the the thing that irritates me about it is it's just in a fixed bar path. So, you know, for me to it doesn't emulate a squat very well, you know, if I know it's more of a hack squat. Yeah, it's just not it's not the same thing. And I think a lot of people just again that's that's the part that irritates me is it's just it's, it's people have this idea that it definitely is a good like alternative to that, but it's I, a totally different thing. I don't do any lower body movements on it, and I urge people never to do any lower body. I can't movements think on it. of one that would be. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that yeah. it doesn't blow. And Cassie actually just reached out to me because she answers a lot of these questions where somebody says, you know, hey, I, I you know, can I just do the smith machine for the squats in fact we just we were discussing this this morning and she goes i just want to make sure that i'm giving them the right answer and the answer she gives is the right answer which is you should do a lighter weight Mm -hmm. just with the barbell it or if that's all you can handle or your body weight squatting over using this the smith machine and loading Mm -hmm. and that's just because the benefits that you get with the barbell squat that part of the the great benefits of that is the ability to have to stabilize that that bar through the entire movement. You get incredible benefits to dropping down deep into a squat while you have a bar above you that you have to stabilize and isn't on a track. 
you eliminate that and you eliminate a lot of the benefits that you get from the squat. Otherwise, all you're doing is targeting a muscle, yeah. which you can do on machine. Not only that, but the bar path, when you squat, yeah, right, not- when you're squatting with the free weight, the bar path is not straight down. No. When you squat on a small, on a Smith machine, what you end up having to do is moving your feet away from your body and then you emulate like a hack squat. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you put your feet underneath you and you try squatting with a Smith machine and it turns into a weird good morning type of a squat. It's, yeah, it's, it's not weird safe. It's hybrid. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally funky. It's not safe. Here's the thing with machines. A lot of people are like, oh, machines are safer. In some ways, they can be safer. In some ways, they can be more dangerous. Here's how they can be more dangerous. When you use a machine, the machine, the, the machine doesn't follow your body. Your body has to follow the machine. So if I'm moving with the Smith machine in a way that doesn't feel natural and is hurting me, well, guess what? That's my only option. There's no other way to move the bar because it's locked into position. With a free weight, I can adjust my positioning. I can train anybody with free weights. I don't care how tall you are, how short you are, how long your arms are, how long your legs are. I don't care what your biomechanics look like. I can use free weights with pretty much anybody. Machines doesn't work with everybody. I have mm. there's genuinely I have clients that genuinely could not use machines because their limbs were the wrong mm. length. It just didn't work. Although I got to be honest, I have used it with clients like to basically regress like a, a push-up or, you know, do oh, like, just lock the bar in place. Yeah. Like a body weight <laughs> row. And yeah, you just lock it. Like I use it for the bar so I can like adjust it. Up. And so that's it's great for that. Yeah. No, there's places for it. We've used it. I think the way that we just see the, I think the reason why we, we clowned on it for so long on this show is because a majority of the people don't use it like that. Mm. No, it's rare. I walk by and I see a, an average gym goer, using it as a, you know, a regressed version of a push-up by moving the bar up or doing a pull-up on it and, and adjusting it that way or seeing somebody use it for a drop set for shoulder press or incline press, which are probably all and only the things that I would I could think of mm-hmm. that I would even use a Smith Have machine. you seen the Smith machine? And I don't even know if it's called a Smith machine. So traditional Smith machine, barbell on two tracks. It only goes straight up and straight down. Have you seen the Smith machine where the track also yes. slides? Yeah, it's at the it's at the American uh, Barbell. Now, what is that called? I don't know, but you know who actually was trying to like sell me on the idea of that was I think it was Corey because, like, well, first of all, like in in a very specialized like situation and environment where you're doing like half like not not even half quarter squats and you're trying to be super explosive and do it like in, in risk versus reward, you're already trying to kind of minimize risk. Uh, so he was talking about using it for like, uh, you know, doing, uh, squatted jumps, like basically Mm. like quarter squatted jumps and doing for power on that track that moves forward and back. And I'm like, uh, I've never used one. You got to sell me on that. I've, 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 yeah. What's it feel like? Yeah. I've, I've used it for good mornings. Now, what does it feel like? Because it's, it's on a track, but it's also free flowing back to front, top to bottom. So it's just stabilizing up and like the side to side. Yeah. They won't allow the bar to travel, you know, back and forth. Right. So the bar stays very stable on your back. And I mean, I've used it to, to for good mornings and to teach a good morning to somebody. Cause then I think, cause that's one of the hardest things about a good morning is when people do a good morning the bar tends to roll and stabilizing sure. on your back while you're trying to teach them to hinge in their hips. Sure, really well. sure, sure. So that one tends to be, uh, I've used it like that for a teaching tool mm-hmm. to get them so we can then progress and use a barbell. So I, I've seen that. If, if you're somebody listening and you know why you're using it and there's a very specific reason like, you know, i.e. what you were saying, Justin with Corey, who's in, you know, sports performance athlete and he's, he's using it for a very specific reason and you've been taught 
to do something because there's a specific adaptation we're chasing after. I'm not talking to you, but you're the one percent. Right. You know, the, if you if you're if you're doing it and you know why you're doing it and it's it's safe, it's smart, it's effective, and it's very specific to what you're trying to do, then I'm sure you can. There's somebody out there that's listening to us right now. Like, oh no no no. I'm using it for this reason, and it's okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But the 99%, the the average gym goer that's listening, it's not a, a piece of equipment that I would be using. It's with. not a valuable piece in no. the arsenal. No, it's no, one no. of the, it's one of the first ones we would probably now, get rid of. It, the, now to get to to say something good about it, um, it's got some versatility in the sense that if you have a small personal training studio, and you want to put a machine, and like you just have to have a machine in there. First off, I would choose cables first because cables are super versatile. Then second, Smith machine, it's more because other machines are like very specific. Like a hammer strength just does one thing, and this does another thing. With that, with the Smith machine, you've got a little bit more versatility with what you can do if you really want to have a machine. Yeah, mm. no, I see that. Next question is from Sean B twenty eight. What are your opinions on debt? Did you guys take out any loans for your business? We did not. Mm. Yeah, we did not. We we each put in one thousand dollars. That's it. That was the. That was the. Did origin- we ever get that money yeah, back? I've never gotten. That. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck, dog. A business loan <laughs> to come to think of it, and I've had few, like multiple businesses. You, you know, my opinion. I'm very, so I'm very conservative when it comes to the money that I spend, but when it comes to business, I can also take very, very big risks. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to debt, however. I'm 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 pretty damn conservative with debt. I've oh, never you're held extremely conservative. Yeah, I've you never just went held, and bought a new car cash because you didn't want to take even on a car payment. Yeah, I don't like floating I learned my debt. lesson from college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a big debt. I don't know. The way I look at it is there's two ways you could look at it. I have a lot of family that's in, in in investments and stuff, and so we have debates and discussions about this all the time. But let's say you want to take out a loan for fifteen thousand dollars and you have a particular interest rate. Um the way I look at it is unless I'm gonna take Unless I'm going to invest the money that I'm saving and earn more than the interest rate I'll be paying on that debt, it makes no sense to take out that debt if I have that already in cash. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if I have $15,000 cash, then why take out a $15,000 loan when I'm just going to be spending an additional two or three thousand or more dollars in, in, in interest unless I'm gonna take that extra money and say, hey, you know why I got a loan? Because now I'm gonna take that fifteen grand, I'm gonna invest it in this investment. It's gonna earn me X percentage, which is more than the interest well, rate. Well I could I could see okay, what's the what's the belt below the brown belt? It's brown belt, black belt, what's purple. Bu- what's purple? In jiu jitsu it's purple. Okay, yeah. so I would consider myself like a, a purple belt in business. Like I'm I'm by no means a black belt in building a business. And if I was a black belt in building businesses, I think that I would definitely leverage other people's money and not my own money because I'm very- That's when you get to that super high level. Yeah, right? well, super yeah. super high level. You don't fuck up. You don't make mistakes. You, you're, you're so ahead of everybody else and you're smart enough to know like, and that's what some some of your, your, your biggest millionaires and billionaires do is they use other people's money to build mm-hmm. more businesses and, and they don't give a shit about interest rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want to touch their own capital and they're, and they're smart enough to do it. Now- why I say that is because 80% of businesses fail and there's nothing worse or I can't think of anything worse than the feeling I have when I fail at a business. And if I failed at a business and I didn't lose my money, I lost somebody else's money oh that I have God, to pay. Yeah. I have to pay back and I got to pay back an interest on that. So it's just a, it's just not a smart strategy if you're just learning how to build businesses. If you are, it's one of your first couple businesses you've built 
statistically speaking, you're way more likely to fail than you are to succeed. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's how you become successful is through going through these mm-hmm. failures. So you want to fail with your, I got asked a question on my, my story about uh, different things that I've invested in. And I've invested a little bit here and there in stocks and Bitcoins and things like that, but I've invested the most in myself. Mm-hmm. Most of the money that I have lost has been betting on myself and trying things out. And I have failed more times than I have succeeded. Now I'm getting in later in my years now where I'm starting to have more success than I'm than I am failing. And that's because I think I'm now a purple belt at doing this. And I still wouldn't loan on anybody else's money because I don't think that I'm at a level mm. where the percentage is in mm. my favor that, hey, when I write a business plan and when I see something, I, I, I've done this enough times to know that I'm going to execute and succeed. There's also there's also a lot of skills that you learn. Uh, and character that you build from yeah, you're saving really paying for the education. Yeah, and saving money and not spending a lot of money and building up capital so that you can then take that capital and invest it versus getting a loan and then investing the loan. Because sometimes people don't invest the money that they get loans for as good as if they save that money themselves. Like a lot of times people will look at it almost like it's funny money and it's not real versus, you know, if it took you five years to save up $100,000 cash, and now you're going to start a business with that $100,000, you might think about it a little bit differently than if you had a $100,000 loan right out the gate. You might not get like a huge office with all these windows and all this accessory stuff, you know, for like, yeah, you'd have a totally different thought process behind it because every one of those dollars, like you were, you know, that sweat equity that kind of went into that. So yeah, for me, I've, I've definitely done the same thing in terms of, betting on myself, my own ideas, going through the process of learning how, you know, all these things, like, to me, it was like just basically paying for the education of the entire process of of uh, learning how to run a business, how to be successful in a business, and what then not to duplicate and what to duplicate, you know, going forward. I also think you're, you're less likely to make stupid decisions when it's your money and you're having to make conservative moves. Mm-hmm. When you have X amount of dollars that you've saved up to invest in your business and it's your money and you're watching your savings account drop down every single time you invest in this business, you think long and hard about a lot of the financial decisions that you make. If you have an influx of a million dollars that investors put into you or a loan that you take out, you know, I have a friend right now that's looking to build a business and my biggest fear of that is that I know that he is not an entrepreneur by heart and they're looking at, you know, in getting a $300,000 loan. And I'm like, fuck, that's a, that's a massive loan to go after a business that you haven't built yet. Sure. You're an expert in the field, but you haven't built a business. And I think one of the things that I used to say when we first started mind pump, and that was always, you know, the indicator of this is that, you know, what What will we do? And we've talked about this. What will we do, you guys, if all of a sudden someone gave us $10 million? Like, can I honestly say I know exactly where to spend that $10 million? Like, no, I still think we're figuring that out as we go, which that that's the benefits of us using our own money and then being smart about it and then reinvesting a little bit here. You tend to to make smarter decision that way when you have a bunch of money in the account mm-hmm. that's not even yours it's almost like you're playing with monopoly money mm-hmm. you tend to make riskier probably and you get taken advantage of so you get other you know companies that have staff like oh yeah we'll take care of the whole thing and the whole process and you know it's all this like promises and ideas and 
um, you, you know, like you don't really know like the inner workings of that process and like what to really look out for and how they're taking advantage of you. It's the promise of quick getting rich quick that I think uh, allures people to going into so much debt. I think if people really looked at the real statistics and numbers and looked at people who became wealthy independently, what you would find is a lot of people who become wealthy over long periods of time through conservative actions, working hard, saving money, not spending a lot of it, and investing their money uh, in relatively conservative ways. That's the majority of people who become independently wealthy. There are those occasional people who risk it all and get lots of debt and hit a home run or whatever and become millionaires, but those are not those are the exceptions rather than the rule. The rule is, I mean, look, we just had 10 years ago a major housing market crash. The big, big losers were these people who bought these houses and flipped them and were speculating and, and getting these you know, these, these, these loans where the interest rate was going to balloon up you know, after a year or whatever, and they constantly were speculating, and they were playing this game that you know, as soon as the market took a shit, part of the reason why it took a shit was because of this, they all lost. I had family members. I had cousins and family members who were earning, you know, 70 grand a year. They're not earning that much money in the Bay Area. That's not a lot of money in the Bay Area. And these guys were owning four and five houses. Like, really? Like, why are you leveraging yourself like that when you don't even have any, any, any of the cat? Because they were playing that game of get rich quick. And then when everything flipped, they lost everything. They lost absolutely everything. The only, the only way that I would, I would, le- I would uh, leverage myself like that and take out a loan for a business is if I was duplicating something that I've already proven I right, can do. Right. For example, let's, let's pretend that Mind Pump is a $100 million company. We've been around for 10 plus years and we're killing it. And we've learned all this shit along the way. And I meet these three guys or three girls that want to do almost the exact same thing as we are, I can go back and backtrack. Okay, well, I remember we spent money on the studio. We spent X amount of dollars for this. I know we needed this. We needed that. This These, was a bad investment. This was bad. This was yeah. smart. Here's Okay, so I know if we had $125,000, I could invest in all the equipment, all the stuff we needed, all the build out, all the people, the staffing to get us to this point in our and that took us five years in mind pump to get there on the grind. I can get there right away in one year, and I can be generating the type of revenue that is now. I if I had that plan that I had already built, and I wanted to duplicate a business totally, just like I can see if somebody who's built up like a general store or mm-hmm. built up something that they built from ground up, they learned all the all the shit, and they go, "Hey, I want to duplicate this business, but this time." I don't want to use my own money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go find the talent. I'm going to take somebody else's money, and I'm going to be the smart guy who just makes all the the calls and and the chess moves. Then I then I see a lot of value in taking on debt using other people's money. If you're a young entrepreneur that's trying to learn this process, or you think just because you think you have a good business idea, I don't think that's a smart strategy to go do that. And all the people that I know that have made that decision, most of them are still paying off that debt. Yeah, there's yeah. there's uh, there's actually a big debt problem in America right now. I don't know if you guys know what the average the average American household uh, how much debt they carry. On their credit cards. So the average American household that has credit card debt, you ready for this, hmm. has a balance of over $15,000. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's the, and I think this is it's kind of what's happening. Yeah. And it's funny because easy money actually causes a lot of problems. I'll mm-hmm. give you a great example. A lot of people talk about why higher education is so damn expensive in this country. Like, why is it costing 
a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to to get a degree um, in some of these colleges in America. Well, part of the reason is the easy money that people get when to to apply to go to these colleges. A lot of people get these loans yep. that are really really easy, and so then these these Way colleges are competing for all this money, and so the prices go through the roof. Could you imagine if people had to pay money that they had themselves for colleges? The colleges would then have to compete for less money and the market would have to shift and you wouldn't yeah. see this ballooning of cost. And I also think people would invest their money in their education differently. I think you would see less degrees that have far less return. You'd see more degrees that have a higher return. But instead you have kids getting $100,000 you know, uh, debt to go to college and they're getting degrees that if you look at them on paper – that degree is not going to earn you well, back your money. And you'd probably see a lot more grants and scholarship opportunities from smart companies that want to invest in potential, you know, employees or people to get them, you know, into the school. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I just, I, I would see it like completely different, you know, like then the, the ease of access to just getting in debt to me is, is definitely a problem. Next question is from John Alva seven. Did you guys ever get burned out? in your career with client load or other stresses of the industry? If so, what did you do to keep yourself going? I did really early. Mm-hmm. Like I was I was only a trainer, like a full-time trainer for about a year and a half. Um, it took me about six months to be fully loaded to where I was training eight to 12 clients a day and really cranking. Um, and then so for basically a year of that, and I was over it. Like a year of that, and I was losing my love for the business. And not yep. because I didn't like training clients. It's just it's so much to give that much of yourself hour after hour after hour and to be a chameleon for that many people and to be training. You know, I felt like 50% of my clients I loved to train. 25% of them were like, eh, I didn't would care if I trained or didn't train. And then 25% I hated to train. I think that when you're a trainer and you rely on those hours and you're you're hustling like that it got old really fast for me and the the way i kept myself going was to elevate myself mm-hmm. was to become more of an expert in it and get to a point where i could teach others to go do it and be successful at it because i found a passion more for that teaching other leaders and developing other leaders into being great trainers than i actually did being a trainer myself i actually th- i actually really feel like it's important that you know, trainers uh, go through that process of getting to a point where you are overwhelmed. And for me, it really helped me to like solidify my systems. It helped me to become more efficient. Um, it helped me to understand, you know, priorities. Like it was, it was like basically throwing yourself under the fire and, you know, work on, you know, my communication skills, um, there was a lot of benefits I got from it, but yes, it, it definitely burned me out. And it, it was one of those things where, um, it, it sort of makes or breaks a lot of people to where like that some people like never get out of it though. Some people will just think that that's the only operating system to go off of. Like mm-hmm. I have to like maintain, you know, 10 clients a day in order to make, you know, this amount of money at the end of the, at the end of the year. And they haven't thought their way through like how to, uh, you know, get, get like means from other directions and, and how to really evolve their business and, and think outside of the business. So, uh, you know, after, yeah, like a few years of just grinding and kind of trying to figure it out, it's, it, it forced me to get more efficient, more effective. And then, 
um, you know, inevitably start to charge a little bit more, free up opportunities for me to get more creative and then really assess the business from the outside. And I was thankful that there was a moment there where I was able to pull myself out of the business, look at the business and see how to improve that and be more effective to a smaller group of clients. Yeah, I think the if you're going to be a, if you want to remain a trainer, right? If you don't want to get into management in a big fitness company or whatever, you just want to be a personal trainer. The the training cycle would look and you do a good job. It would look something like this. Like you get started and so you're hustling your butt off to get clients. And so you just get as many clients as you possibly can and you're training a shit ton of people. And then you start to find out that you start to get burnt out. So then the next step is training less people and charging more money. So this is something you want to consider. If you are training, you know, eight to 10 people a day, which is a lot for personal trainers, shit, six people a day can be a lot for personal training because it takes mm -hmm. so much energy. If you're training, you know, seven to 10 people a day, start to do the math and say, okay, how many people will drop me when I raise my prices this much? Now you're training less people. And then the final phase, which is where I got to the last 10 years of my career, was I trained people I loved training. And these were people that would come in and I learned from them the entire session. So these were doctors and surgeons and ex executives and older, a lot of uh, uh, you know, advanced age clients because they are, you know, love talking to older people. I think they're so wise. So when they'd come in, for me... It, was, it wasn't a challenge to train them because I'd been training them for so long, so I knew what I was going to do. But they'd come in and we'd work out, and then while we're working out, I'd ask them all kinds of questions about things. How'd your day go? What kind of surgery did you do? What did it look like? What does this medication do? You know, What do you think about this business? Or did you read this new article? And I'd have these fucking awesome conversations. And then doing that, I don't think I could ever get burnt out. But early on, when I was hustling and just getting as many clients as I could, oh yeah, you get to the point where you're just... Yeah. Okay, you got, you have to psych yourself up for the next client. I got to get good energy. I got to feel good. You know, let's make this happen. So I think if you're if you're at that point where you're just feeling like I have too many clients and I'm not able to provide as good a service, I'm starting to burn out. See about charging more. Charging more. That's a that's a no brainer. Yeah. I think what Justin said about I think it's I think everybody should go through this. I think it's necessary one to hone in on your organization skills. And then also to build up your book big enough that you can afford to lose five, 10 clients and be okay. Because inevitably, if you increase prices, sure, you're going to lose a couple of people. Everybody had a client who was scraping by just to pay for the couple sessions that they had with you. And when you say, you know, sorry, Susie, I'm going up to 150 an hour or whatever your rate is currently now, and in, 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 you know, slowly, incrementally increasing that. Of course, you're going to lose a couple, but it ends up, you know, evening out with the people that stay on with you and don't mind paying that extra twenty or thirty dollars right. an hour. And I, I'm with you. And so, the most of my career, that I was a, a manager who only had to train a handful of clients, and I handpicked them. I handpicked the ones that could afford to pay whatever I was charging at the time, and I enjoyed training them. And so it's why I could do as what I did for as long as I did. But early on, I found out really quick. I was only I was twenty two. It takes some people don't realize how much energy it takes. Oh man, it oh, took. Yeah, a, and I I love that. Exhausting. I mean, I, I put everything I had into it. I mean, I was a I was full on energy trainer for sure. I was the trainer that when you walked in the gym, you always knew where I was at. You could hear me training my clients. Lots of energy, and I gave it all. But you know, you do that for a year straight consistently for eight plus hours a day, and yeah, it'll, it'll wear even on a guy, a high energy guy like me. And that's where I th I found really quick, like okay, I figured this this thing out. I'd rather teach it, 
handpick the clients that I want to to train that I feel like are also feeding me. Like Sal said, like it's not hard for me to train a client that I'm helping them with my expertise and then I'm also getting to learn something about their expertise. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And when you get to that level, that's an awesome place to be that you're getting paid a high dollar amount for your expertise and you're absorbing information from theirs and you're kind of starting to weed out all the rest of the, the yeah. clients. And and you know, it's I was having this conversation in fact with a, a friend of mine recently and you know that we were having this back and forth and I said, you know, the average person, let's say the average person works 40 hours a week. That's like full time, right? At at a regular job. How what percentage of that forty hours are they actually working? Right. Yeah. Think about that for a second. Most people, a lot of you guys listening right now, you know what I'm talking about. You work at a desk, and you're there. Yes, you clock in, and you're working. You know, 40 they're working hours right working. now, listening to us. Yeah, you're you're not you don't really work. You're not working all forty hours. Some yeah. of that, a lot of that's bullshitting and whatever. And they've done studies on this and shown that people a big chunk of their day is actually not working. Well, when you're training eight people a day, five days a week, which is forty hours. You're working all eight hours. There is no off. If I have a client in front of me, I can't just fuck off and listen to something or check my social media or call my you know girlfriend or whatever. I am on. Mm-hmm. That's why I said training even six clients a day is, is a lot. In, a lot. In fact, I believe uh, a lot of fitness organizations, I don't know if 24 Hour Fitness changes, but back when I was with them, six, 30 hours a week was considered full-time for personal training yeah. because, again, you're on the whole time. It just takes up a lot of your a lot of your energy, but yeah, you want to get to the point where, I mean, here's, here's a good, uh, a good tip for you. If you're charging a particular rate and you have, and your and your, and your books are full and you have a wait list, that is a very clear sign that you're charging too little. Yeah, right. If that's happening to you right now, you're, you have made a stupid business decision. Don't feel bad about yourself. I'm not trying to make you sound, you know, make you feel like an idiot, but if you have a wait list and your books are full, you're charging too fucking little. That's a very clear market signal yep. because you should not have a wait list. You should be f- being full is fine, but you shouldn't have three, four people waiting to get on your books. If that shit happens, okay, raise your prices. Next time the re-enroll cups up, you tell your clients, hey, listen, I have four or five people on the wait list. I had to raise my prices. Uh, I'm going to give you first Which, dibs. This is what made me. This is what made me hustle. That was always my goal. My goal was fill my books up mm-hmm. until and to the point where I actually will have people asking, and I have to turn them away. So when and I go raise to your prices, yeah, that, and that's how I would say when they come to me and they ask the price. Well, that's when the new price went up. New price would go up. And then, okay, maybe I don't have as many people for a while. My hustle to get the books filled again with the new rate. Then when, as soon as I get another person who's asking for personal training and I'm filled up again, that's when the rates go up. Mm-hmm. And then you just slowly start onboarding people with the newer rates that you're charging until you got a book yeah. full of clients yeah, that you're making top dollar Because I think part of the problem is that trainers will get into the business and will bust their ass. They're new. They hustle. They get all these clients. And then they're looking at their schedule going, Holy crap! I'm training 40 sessions a week. I, I guess I'm done. Like, is there nothing else? No, no, no. There's plenty of room to grow. You just start doing what we're talking about, where you charge more per session, and then start to handpick your clients. But make no mistake: when you first start, you fucking bust your ass. You take yeah. everybody that that offers you money to train. I mean, I used to check this everybody. out. Everybody. When I, I when I first became a trainer, this is no joke. Now, I remember I worked in a 24-hour fitness that was open 24 hours a day. I would come in and I'd start at 8 a.m. I'd have a break in the middle of the day for two hours, so I'd be done like from noon to two, and I'd come back and I'd train to 8 p.m. I'd go home, eat dinner, go to bed. I'd wake up, go back to, to the gym, and I used to train someone at 2 or 3 a.m. sometimes. These were people that would work a swing shift. And it got to the point where I was sleeping 
three, four hours at a time because I'd come back and forth to the gym and I'd be there at all hours. And, and if, now, this is not sustainable, but I was new and this is what I did early on. But then, of course, you progress yourself, like we're saying, you start charging more and then you start to develop your, you know, your, your perfect schedule. You're like, okay, I only want to work from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. and I only want to, and I want to charge this much and I want to have mm-hmm. these kind of clients. Well, you get to it. That's, that's, the, that's the goal. That's the goal you should move to and that's what you should do with your career. Otherwise, you will burn yourself out. Uh, and with that, look, if you go to mindpumpfree.com, you can download some of our free guides. We have guides on losing fat, uh, on flattening your midsection, building your biceps, getting a better squat. Lots of guides are totally free, mindpumpfree.com. You can also find us on Instagram. So we all have our own Instagram pages. My page is mindpumpsal. Adam is Mind Pump Adam, and Justin is Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.